What is up, y'all? It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles here. I am coming to you live today for my weekly series with Chris from A Daily Refinement. Um, if you watched me last week, we made a big announcement that I am going to be doing a mentorship with him for a, an entire year, um, and it's going to be on his channel, so he will be dropping that, I think, on Thursdays. We will be checking in once a week, making setting new goals, and checking in with those goals. But then I'm also going to have him on my channel once a week, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time to talk about kind of the goals that I've set and then any other thing that kind of comes up and for everyone else to talk as well. I see Rebecca, the reseller is here. She just had him on her channel as well. Some really great content over there as well. What's up, Gabe? What up? What's up, Nick? Ashley is here. If you are new here, I am a reseller on various different platforms, and then I also do data analytics. I have a degree in mathematics, and um, I do data analytics on my on my YouTube and then also on my Instagram as well. I have two analytical dashboards, one for Poshmark sellers and then one for all platforms. And you, it's copy and paste, plug in a couple numbers for all of the platforms, and it populates your data to help you hit your monetary goals and to help you source smarter and not harder. Um, and I just released one. What's up, Brittany? I just released one, a video this weekend about, I did a high level analysis looking at a bunch of resellers and how it is impacting the, how the pandemic is impacting specifically resellers. Lots of really good information there. And then I look specifically at my data, show you how I look at my data to do, to, to decide what to source. Um, let me just check. Chris hasn't logged on yet, so I want to check and make sure that I sent him the right. Um, what's up, Valerie? Deborah's here. I want to make sure I sent him the right link. Um, so give me just a second. This is what happens with live. Um, let's see. Okay, I sent him the link, make sure he has it. He um, should be here shortly. Um, so I did a video this weekend. My sister. Um, I did a video this weekend looking at my data to figure out how to source during the pandemic because everything is online. So drop a note in the comments. Let me know how you guys are sourcing and what you're doing during the pandemic. I am not, I don't have, a, people are calling them money piles. Um, I was a very strict on not having a um, death pile and it's kind of kicking me in the butt right now. I have not purchased anything new. That's a lie. This last week I purchased some inventory, but before that it had been almost two months since I purchased new inventory because we're also moving. Um, and so there's lots of it, different ways that people are sourcing right now, but you're open to all of the ways out there. Um, you know, lots of different you're not just getting what is at a thrift store, you have a little bit more flexibility in what you're purchasing. And so I did a video to kind of help guide me in what I'm going to purchase based off of what my data is telling me for the pandemic. Uh, Gabe is asking, you use your own dashboard for automated data, right? It's connected to your eBay store. I probably need something like that. I'm trying to do it manually on Excel. Yeah, so Gabe, um, I do the dashboard that I sell. There's one for inventory for the Poshmark seller sales report. And it is a copy and copy and paste 
into um, the sales and inventory from Poshmark. It is a copy and paste. There is, I don't have one that does that for the what you export out of eBay. However, I am working on, I'm in, in beta testing for a multi-platform dashboard. Um, and then also the sales dashboard that I have, you can go in and enter some high level numbers. But as of right now, I don't have anything that interfaces directly with anything. There's Chris. Um, so you can shoot me a DM if you want, Gabe, and we can chat a little bit more about it or I have a couple of videos up as well that talk about it what's up chris thanks for joining sorry i was on the wrong stream yard no it's okay there's a couple of different i i shoot you a text to make sure we um you have the right one thank you so much for joining i was just chatting with some people on um, while we were waiting for you valerie i still am working through my pile from plato's closet 90 percent off Brittany said i did a huge closet clear out and a giant haul right before things got bad just slowly working through that stuff i have a ton of time right now anyway um so kind of just chatting about where people are getting inventory. So I, Chris is here with me today. I wanted to kind of talk, um, I added a question to some of the questions I sent you ahead. So I, I hope it doesn't throw you off. I'm sure you can answer it. Go for it. Um, I looked at, I did a high level sample of reseller and looked at their data this weekend. And then also looked at my data to kind of see how, what the effects on the pandemic are for specific resellers. And something that I noticed was sales were still coming in, but they're coming in at lower average sale prices. And then we talked last week too, but I noticed in the data about kind of a shift in what people are buying. Um, not so much the clothing, more home, games, books, and type of things. Um, so I'm kind of wondering if you're noticing the lower average sale price items as well or what your thoughts on that, that are. My average sales price is about 10 bucks lower. It's normally like 52. I think it's 42 right now. So a little bit lower. Um, I'm not list. I mean, my clothing listing has dropped a little bit, but um, it's still pretty consistent. I would say sales this week are up a little bit over the previous week. I think people are getting excited. Even here, you're seeing more people outside, even though they're not supposed to be outside. Um, they're not, they're not congregating, but they're outside. Yeah. So I think people are ready for this to be over. Well, and I think too, I mean, today's tax day. So depending on when you did your taxes, you may be getting refunds. Um, and then as well as the stimulus hit our bank account this week and i know some other people as well so i wonder if that's kind of because i'm noticing sales as well um but definitely my average sale price is lower um and so i was talking in my video about how i'm going to be sourcing moving forward if people are buying the lower average sale price kind of looking at that um but that was a video that i did so people can go check that out i just wanted to pop in with you and see if you were noticing the same thing. Um, Gabe is saying, I have a few questions about getting the data right for sales projections and inventory. Happy to talk with you, Gabe. Um, if you want to shoot me a DM on Instagram, we can chat about it as well. I can help you set up your own Excel spreadsheet too, if you um, know how to do it. So um, we talked about, I kind of want to go over a little bit about what we talked about last week in our, um, my setting my goals. So uh, my video is up on Chris's channel the first week we set some goals and then he'll release a video next week about how I did with the goals and we'll set new goals and that'll kind of be our ongoing um, dynamic. But last week you mentioned you are a big fan of this 50 to 100 posting new listings 50 to 100 model. Um, and I kind of wanted to dig a little bit deeper into that because that does if you're especially as like a full time reseller, 
it doesn't seem like that much. <laughs> it seems like a lot for me, um, but I kind of want to get your background on what your thoughts are on that and why you like that model. So my thoughts are, um, I think you can do once everything is cleaned up and tight and you have processes for everything, you can do 15 listings in two hours a day, seven days a week. This is like, um, I just spoke to a gentleman yesterday who does his eBay business from 10 PM to 12 AM, not his ideal thing. He has to wait until his family's asleep. He gets back up, does it for two hours. He averages a hundred sales a week with four kids, really busy guy. Right. Yeah. And, um, he was saying he doesn't have time to work on replenishables or anything that would be residual. He's just finding stuff on Saturday and then seven days a week for two hours, he's, he's getting it all listed. So I think that everyone, even full-time resellers should do that. They shouldn't list more than a hundred items a week. They should be working on supplier relationships. They'd be working on training people because if you, if you do more than a hundred, it's easy to burn out. I see people who are trying to do, let's say 200 to 500 items a week. They're super burned out. Maybe. The, and it's sort of like, it's a little bit like procrastination because if you get have 50 to a hundred and you know how to do it at this point, it's, if you want to make more money, it's easier to hire someone or focus on higher end items. As an example, a hundred items a week at $20 profit is, is six figures is a hundred grand. That's a, that's a lot of money. Um, and 50 items a week at $20 profit is more than 50% of Americans make. Yeah. So resellers are listing a lot of items that never sell. So it's very mean. And so you think only listing so many items, but tightening in on what you're listing and looking at what is working yeah, for you is kind like of a, like a dashboard, like the one that you have and just sourcing similar mm -hmm. items. Like as an example, if you are sourcing fitness equipment during this, um, this situation, if you put out a Facebook ad saying, I'm looking for fitness equipment only, and you just hit the ads every day, getting fitness equipment in more than likely you would have sold all of it during this situation. It might be too late now to start doing that strategy, but whatever yeah. is hot, like for example, right now, if all you were sourcing is sandals, you probably wouldn't have an issue with slow inventory during the spring. But if you're doing random, let's say you're clearing out closets with lots of winter wear, you might have, you might be stuck with that until the winter. So it depends on how you approach it, but 50 to a hundred items is small enough that um, you have time to work on something more replenishable or relationships, but it still gives you 500 to two grand a week to live on while you build that, build that up. Because I've rarely seen anybody do more than a hundred items a week at $20 profit. I think I've only met yeah. a dozen or so people that are high profit and more than a hundred. And it's hard. And I like that you're saying this because that's kind of where I've gone on my own just by looking at my data and my time. If I'm going to spend time doing something, I want it to be worth the, like it takes me just as long to list something for $50 as it does for $20. And I don't have a lot of time to be listing all of that. But I can definitely see if you do have lots of time, if all you're doing is listing for eight hours a day that you're definitely going to get burnt out. So working on other projects, whether it's, you know, even outside of reselling like a YouTube channel or, you know, something else or building up, like you said, relationships to bring in um, other types of inventory. I like that model. Um, Brittany is saying, I used to try and list 10 items a day, seven days a week, and usually had sales over 1K each week. Definitely a good model once you've got your store built up. 
Um, and so I agree, and I think that's kind of where we're headed for me as well. Um, sorry, that's my sister. No worries. Um, so, I mean, you said getting, and I think you posted a video this week about kind of tightening some of your processes, because it seems like, what did you say, 15 listens, and that's from start to finish, taking pictures to listing something in two hours. That seems pretty quick. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, also, I'm also including shipping, everything in two hours, start to finish. So um, the way I look at it is you should be able to get a, a listing up every six minutes, including researching it. And if you're not getting it up in six minutes, that means your processes aren't efficient enough. That's so I look at that. So, so 10 an hour would be on the low end. If of, I would consider you, you have it down if you're listing 10 an hour or more. Um, and the way to improve that is the list similar items. If you're listing only t-shirts, I would be disappointed if you don't get it down to like two minutes. Yeah. If you're listing video games, it should be under one minute. It depends on what it is. And like today I listed two cell phones. You type in the code, the identical listing pops up. It should not take very long. If you're, if it includes measurements and it needs to be steamed, it still shouldn't take more than six minutes. I think people, um, what, what happens is you don't have it laid out. So you have to think of what to do next and you, you burn two or three minutes each time you are figuring it out or things aren't where they're supposed to be. Spend time looking for things. You, you want to walk straight to wherever it is in your inventory. And right now I'm getting in this process of um, I haven't had any um, anybody helping me since March 16th. It's been a long time. Um, and how I would do that is when they came to work, everything that day would be already laid out. So they didn't have to think about anything. But when you're working for yourself, rarely do people set up the stuff they want to list the next day. The space. Well, and I do. And I think probably part for me is, I mean, I try and stick with the same amount of things, but I've still only been doing it for so long. So the research side of things take me a little bit longer. Um, and I don't necessarily want to say looking up comp so much, but just like thinking about like as you're beginning, looking at like the SEOs that you want to use, you know, that kind of stuff takes a little bit longer. And then for clothes, um, I mean, I model some of my clothes because I think vintage sells. I know vintage sells better models. I've done analytics on it, which definitely takes um, some more, more time. And today I was uploading pictures on eBay and just the pictures alone took me for, it took me an hour to upload pictures for 20 items. I didn't even list anything. I didn't do any, that was just uploading the pictures. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how you get it down to six minutes when it takes me that long just to upload pictures. So the way that I do it is if I'm going to list directly on the eBay app, I always start with eBay because it has the most item specifics. Yeah. So I'll upload the photos each item right in a row because you also waste time. If you take photos, let's say for 20 items, you have to scroll through the items to find the item. You might accidentally upload the wrong item. So I actually do one at a time all the way through, but I understand Are you people pictures from the eBay app. Mm hmm. No, I'm okay. sorry, not in the eBay app, in my phone, and I upload them on the app. Oh, one by one. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, and for me, I don't let my children around my inventory, so I take all my pictures together because I can upload pictures on my phone while they're sitting next to me. Um, but that makes sense. I I think maybe my internet's slow or something. It took. It felt like it took forever. Um, we do have a couple questions. So Brittany is saying her average is seven to 10 minutes start to finish for each item. 
she agrees with Chris and Brittany does um, model a lot of our photos. So that's promising <laughs> that it can be done. Nina is asking, is that including photography for the item or already having the photos ready? So I think that it includes the photography start to finish. Um, wow, I think Chris and the tree analogy are coming to life. Very programmed, hyper-focused. Gabe says, yes, I've been building and upgrading my business during quarantine so it's more efficient, more organized. Liz, exactly, Sarah. Loading pictures seems to take forever. That's the issue. I have the same issue. Um, I'd, I'd say photos take less than 30 seconds for me per item. Um, and during that time, I'm filling out the rest of the listing. The eBay app's pretty good, so you can upload the photos and then fill out the rest of the description while it's loading. Um, if you're listing, even, even modeling, I still think it could be under five minutes. The thing is, here's the difference. If you are a boutique, every single item has a story. It takes more time to explain. If you're, let's say like Marshall's, they don't explain anything. It's just for sale and the customers do the best they can. That's how I, I approach it more like Marshall's. If you're a boutique, of course, you're going to spend more time. Your items are going to have to be more expensive. For me, if I was selling stuff like you and modeling it, making it look really nice, I would have to be making $50, $60 profit an item or it wouldn't be worth it because it takes too much time. I'm yeah. expecting a higher, like a vintage buyer that because your pictures are perfect. They also, your pictures also look edited. I don't know. Um, if you... Yeah. And some of them are, which I'm trying to figure out ways to not do that as well. Um, no, but that's okay. I'm saying if you decide to go that route where it is, it's that premium experience, you're yeah. going to have lower returns. You're going to have less people trying to scam you. It's a different, different game. You're going to potentially have repeat buyers. Yeah. So it depends on how you look at it. Again, it comes down to your hourly gun. Well, and I do, so I only model if it's worth a certain um, average sale price and I'm shooting before all this happened, my average sale price was getting close to that $50. Um, but now I'm selling a lot of the lower things, um, but I absolutely won't model. Like I did a bunch of jeans today that are going to sell for 20 or $30. And that was, I, I just quickly did. I took pictures of them in like two to three minutes. Um, it was just the uploading that took me forever. Um, so let me see. I think someone had something. Chris has a very calming voice. <laughs> You're very calming, Chris. Um, very try, or maybe try uploading your pictures directly to Vendu and posting that way. I use List perfectly, um, and I didn't have luck. That takes us forever as well. And I actually have someone who lists for me. So you mentioned like listing them and then working on the listing as you're uploading the pictures. Well, I have someone that I pay to do that. So then that's not, but I also do it while I'm doing things with the kids. So that could be why it takes me a little bit longer too. Um, yes, Sarah, again, the lighting, the pictures edited, cut into my time and makes it scattered. Okay. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, we mentioned in my interview as well about really learning one platform um, before you venture out into a ton of different platforms. Um, and I, I definitely agree. And I'm wondering what your what platform you would suggest for new e-sellers to kind of start on and why. So I think that people make it the mistake of looking at it like I'm a Poshmark seller or I'm an eBay seller when that's not what you are. You are like you're, you're you sell clothing mm -hmm. this is just one marketing channel you are picking you're paying poshmark to market your items to find customers for you if you had a website you would pay google to funnel that search 
traffic into your store. That's what Poshmark does. When you see a Poshmark sale and the username is like QR775, that's somebody who's buying the item on Google and found your item through a Google search and they're buying it from you, which is a lot. Wait, stop. Say that again. How do you know that they're coming from Google? Because it's it's a it's a scat it's like a random username. It's not like a person. Oh, right. Okay. I thought you said something like in the um when they purchased it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can see their username. And if it's a funky name, same on eBay. If you see a weird name with numbers in it, that's a guest checkout. Right. So you need to look at it as in you're looking for the best platform for this item to sell. So as an example, I know boots sell better on Poshmark. It has a better market for it. I can sell them for more money. I have the same Merrill boots on Poshmark to sell for 65 plus shipping, plus tax on Poshmark. The same boots don't sell for 50. They just, I just price them probably around 45 on eBay to get them to move. They sell for $20 more on Poshmark. So I'm not a Poshmark seller or an eBay seller. I am a boot seller. I'm a shoe seller, right? So when I look at that platform, you have to see why and what people are looking for. In my listing on, on Poshmark, it's a lot more bubbly. It has hearts. It says these are cute. You have hearts, Chris. I yeah. I just I, I added instead of bullet points, it's hearts. That's it. It, it says <laughs> it says make your friends jealous. It's totally different. It says um, all questions will be ignored because I'm being silly, okay? Because yeah, that's the yeah. the because I want that. Plus on Poshmark, I get a lot of people saying, um, "Sorry, I don't get paid for two weeks," and I'm just putting basically no questions will be answered. Anyway, it's, it can be fun yeah, with it. Yeah, it's more of a conversation. Yeah, right. And then so you, I understand that the Poshmark buyer, if depending on who it is, I'm not looking for uh, a teeny bopper purchaser. I'm looking for somebody older because I don't want the discounted price. So if I just put no offers considered, I just weed out all the people that are going to waste my time. On, on eBay, I have auto decline. So I don't have to entertain any offers that are too low. It, it comes like your time is so important and you need to understand how to optimize it on each platform. So when I, I initially was on, was um, somebody initially asked me to try Poshmark, I looked at it as in like, okay, let's say I list. Um, when I first started Poshmark, the, before I even started the platform, these ladies told me they have 500 items in their closet and 300 sell per month. I didn't, I didn't believe it. Okay. Cause I'm like, that's unusual. And so what happened was both of them use bots in house to share their items X amount of times a day until the sharing limit. Um, they were sourcing almost the same exact kinds of items. So certain types of jeans, certain types of blouses, certain types of dresses, same inventory going in, same bot running all day. So I said, okay, let me try and copy that in shoes. And I did the first time when I first started Poshmark, I was listing only one category. Because I was trying to figure out what are people looking for. I, I decided that community sharing is not worth my time. Participating in any posh parties is not worth my time. So you can just look. You, you basically want to test. I think people, this is the example I want to give for a lot of people, which is the, um, in psychology, I think it was B.F. Skinner. He, would, he had pigeons in a cage. And what he did was he randomly fed them. Okay, so so the pigeons didn't know why they were being fed. So they would they would do weird dances and they would cluck in a certain order, thinking that that was the reason that yeah. they were being fed. But there really was no reason to, to where they were being fed. And that's how Poshmark and eBay sellers act. 
they hear something on the internet and they run and do some crazy dance when it doesn't matter. It truly just lists certain amount of items. Look at how that specific item performs on that platform. There is no universal thing. And, yes, and I think you hit the nail on the head because I started with Poshmark and learned how and what that works. And then I'm moving over to eBay and I'm like, well, I, I don't know how eBay works and what I'm doing on Poshmark doesn't do the same on eBay. Um, and so now I'm starting to try and figure out how eBay works. And I think to your point of like finding one and whichever one you want to start with and really learning it and how it works and what kind of inventory works for you. Because if you're trying to scatter and do 17 different platforms at one time, you're not really going to learn any of them. And then you're really not going to do anything. And um, I'm going gonna, gonna to update my advice too on that. Try to get to $100 a day before you switch profit. Okay. If you I can't like make $100 profit a day on the platform, don't bother. That's how seriously you should take it. Yeah. And I like that. And that's about where I was at with Poshmark. And I was, no matter what I was doing, minus sourcing more, which isn't really in the realm of things that were in my control because I have children, I, I was getting tapped out at a certain amount. And I was like, well, I have to go to other platforms. Um, but now I like went to the extreme and went to like four or five platforms because I'm stuck at home and I'm like, well, I might as well cross post. But I think I'm going to rein it into really just learning eBay. Possibly I already, I already know Etsy and it's vintage. Like I already know what sells there. Um, but trying to learn all these other platforms, things are just sitting there because I'm not taking the time to figure out how to manipulate it to work for me. Um, so I like the $100. I like numbers, obviously. So I like that advice. If you're making $100 a day on a platform, then it's probably time to branch out to a new platform. Um, the worst is when you source bad inventory. Um, I mean, it is bad, but I also think it's a learning experience. You don't know that it's bad inventory when you bought it because you bought it. Um, and that's and I know you're a big proponent of this, too, is going through old listings and being willing to get rid of things. Um, we all start somewhere. And as we grow and learn, new things come up. And so, I mean, I think every single reseller is like looks at their stuff a year ago and there's something that you're like, why did I buy this? Um, and so I think buying inventory is part of that learning progress process, but then also being willing to say goodbye to it um, if it's not working. I've been sending things to auction on eBay because I heard that helps. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to work, figure eBay you out. Can. You can spread out the work too. If you have auctions um, starting every day, then you'd have auctions ending every day. You could spread out your cash flow in that sense. But according to eBay, um, auctions end at like 80% of what it would sell for. Um, fixed price mm. so if an item would sell for 100 bucks and you just let it go on auction and it's a decent it should sell for 80 bucks instead of 100 so i feel like you, it depends on your model if you're getting stuff for close to free then definitely try to get it to move as quickly as possible if, yeah. if you're if you're if you're playing the long game um which i recommend then you know wait for the wait for the hundred yeah. Well, and the auction stuff that I'm doing is stuff that I could probably just donate because I've had it forever and it was probably a bad buy, but just trying to get, and some of it sold, but it's like for a dollar. <laughs> like It's more just to trigger the, the um, algorithm in eBay. Okay. So we're obviously going through things right now. Strategies are changing as more people lose their job. I know you've mentioned it and I've already started to hear people doing it as well. Getting into reselling, selling things at home, um, which I think is, you know, oversaturating our market and bringing in a different type of competition, possibly driving, um, you know, comps down because people are like, I don't care like what 
if someone wants to pay me $10 for this, I'll take it as $10 that I didn't have yesterday. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Are you noticing that? And how do we as resellers trying to make a living doing this? How do we combat that? So this is kind of an interesting time. I, I feel like in the next three months, the people who are selling less than 100 items a week are going to get even less sales because there's going to be 10 to 30 million new people listing 10 to 50 stuff, or 10 to 50 items a week of their own personal stuff. And they're not going to be, they're going to take lowball offers because they're looking for instant cash so that they can subsidize either looking for a new job or unemployment or, or whatever. But the people who are are more professional are going to do even are going to do better because there's going to be more traffic online. I don't think people people are going to get their jobs, but be afraid to shop in person. Shortly, so yeah. they're going to be looking more online. If you're professional, you know it's just a battle against yourself. Just make sure that your 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 listings are as good as they can possibly be. And I'm seeing right now this is a good time while we can't source to make your store as good as possible. So one more idea is I wrote down in my journal that I want to improve 5% of my listings a day. So I work in my store 22 days a month. So I should cover all of them if I do 5% a day, 5% improvement. So if you guys are at home right now saying worried that your store is not so hot. So with me, this store has about 5,000 listings. That's only 25 listings a day for me to adjust. It's not so crazy that you, you wouldn't be able to do it. So over the course of a month, you can totally review your whole store by just taking your time and sticking to some kind of schedule like that. And I like that taking advantage of all of the people that are going to be sourcing online, not freaking out, just business as usual and trying to improve things as you can. Um, that's kind of the stance that I've been taking as well, getting all of my inventory over to eBay and then slowly going through and improving things as I can because I don't have new inventory um, to be doing with it and kind of just hanging on and going for the ride. Eventually people will be buying again. I think we're already starting to see it a little bit. I think it'll probably go in waves depending on uh, what happens over this summer. Um, and then maybe again in the fall if it is really a cold weather virus. Um, so we are going to try and keep it to 30 minutes and we're wrapping up. If people have questions in the chat, I want to definitely make sure to give um, time for those questions as well. I think we've hit all of the questions that we have. Um, and I do want to, I'm all about shameless self-promotion. So if you guys have, definitely leave your handles and your Poshmark eBay closets down below if you're running sales or you started a new YouTube channel or whatever it is, leave it in the comments. Um, and then if you're watching this in a recording, do that as well. And on that note, while I wait to see if people have questions to ask, you are doing a, Chris, you're doing a 35 reseller spotlight on your channel every day, which I have loved watching it. Um, I love seeing how different people do things because I think there really is lots of different ways to do this um, that can work. And so tell us a little bit about that, why you're doing it and, you know, kind of what you're wanting to get out of it. So I think right now people are opting for, I call it a mosaic lifestyle. So instead of getting really good at something and making a ton of money and then taking a vacation two weeks a year or like um, taking time off, people are not doing that. They're cobbling together four or five, six different kinds of income, more passion projects. So you know, they're not really business people. They're more multi, they're not multi sources of income. They're multi-passionate multi-passionate people yeah um and so they're doing things that don't necessarily make money but they like them and they don't you know they don't feel like it's a soul crushing right so 
it's in, the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm looking at how people, um, I want to expose people to looking at different ways of, of earning money. You hear multiple streams of income, but I don't actually see that. When, when I look at the people that are wealthy, they have one stream of income um, and the rest of it is investments. You okay. Know, I was going to say there's other streams of income, but they're right. not actively doing them. Right. Like, they're only actively doing one, maybe two. Um, if you're actively doing, even for myself, on the, I remember on my last, I posted like my sales numbers and you asked me, is it worth it to do Mercari? Because at Mercari, I think I only did 500 bucks or something that month as I was getting started. And for me, at that number, it's not. Right. Yeah. So I look at it as what is worth it for me. For me, um, Mer to make Mercari worth it for me would have to be 25 sales a day. And I'm not quite there yet. I'm maybe at like um, five. So yeah. it's going to take some time to ramp up. But I, the thing is, I sort of have an idea of where I want to go. And I'm not afraid to quit. So I think people should understand, like, you can, using these softwares list on Facebook, offer up Poshmark, Mercari, Etsy, Tradesy, everything. All but, of the places. But you have to think of, of what is it. Like, if you have really, really limited um, cash flow, that might be a great idea because you're trying to sell your item as quickly as possible. So giving it the most traffic will do that. So, but also if you're not, cause this is what I've been thinking about too. If you're not knowledgeable and really doing what each platform has different things about it that work. And so if you're spending your time just putting it on there, but not spending your time doing what it takes to get it to sell on the platforms. And it's kind of a waste of time because then you're not, doing it, which is why I think I really like your, you know, get one down and you probably know Posh and eBay pretty well. So now you can spend time learning Makari as well. Um, well, I like it. I've been enjoying watching their 35. Well, it's been two or three so far, but I'm enjoying watching. And I really am a big fan of different things work for different people and different people have different goals. Not everybody, like you said, wants to be a full-time, make this their job. It's more of like yeah. a hobbyist. They enjoy the extra income to have Starbucks or whatever it is. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up there. We don't have any questions, but if you do have questions, you can definitely leave comments down below and I will make sure that Chris, um, is knows about them or if there are questions for me as well. Gabe, you were asking questions about data. Definitely feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Um, and we can chat about that as well. I am a huge proponent in looking at your data to figure out what works for you. And a lot of what Chris is saying, you can't, these aren't like gut feelings you have to know what is working in different ways um ebay is amazing because they have data to look at it's not just i think and i feel types of things if you really want to make this work so thank you so much um we will actually be heading over to shoot our video for Chris's channel after this. So definitely keep an eye out for that. We are checking in once a week on my channel, just general chat, things that come up in my life, and then just things that are happening in reselling in general. Join us and ask questions um, as you have them every Wednesday on my channel, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard. And then Chris's will drop um, on Thursdays, right? Do you, are you going to do a specific time or just on Thursday? Just on Thursday for now. It will be a specific time eventually. Eventually we'll get this going. Yeah. We're, we're both a little crazy. We move in five days. So <laughs> life is hectic. Um, thank you everyone for joining me. Make sure to give thumbs up on your way out. Subscribe if you like content like this. Leave comments down below if you have any questions. I am doing a sale on the dashboard. So send me a DM or um, it's on my Instagram as well. 
And I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Bye, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me.